Universal Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Are you hearing anything? Listen, if we're going to have a, a <laughs> ship that's ran... It's radio worth watching. Oh, here, here we is. go. We're starting over. Listen. Listen, Gint. Yeah, I can't have you holding us down. You know what I mean? Here at Hepburn and Reap, we have a, we have a high standard. And, and if, if that's how you're going to, you know, come to work like that, all boozed up like you are, we're not going to have it. So, uh, uh, I know Heffern and Reap are ready, uh, but my young man, are you? Are we officially ready all to right, start? Let's Here we go. try this again. Number one, then. There we go. And number one, now. You're listening to Heffern and Reap. Heffern and Reap. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. Also, no, too, I need to apologize to my dad growing up. I thought I had a dumb dad, right? <laughs> Because when my mom would ask him a question, he would just stare at her. And he would look scared. His eyes would be big and he'd start sweating. I'm like, man, that's an easy question. I got a dumb dad. I can't have friends over. Then I got married and went, oh. I get it. Good play, dad. I don't know how to answer simple questions. My wife will go, I'm going to the store. Do you want to go? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I've answered both ways and they've both been wrong. That's the thing. Literally, I've gone, yeah, I would love to go to the store with you. Fine, but this is my trip. Don't be breathing down my neck. There's things I want to look at, and I don't want you rushing me in. Oh, well then, you know what then? I'll stay home. Fine, I'll go by myself. Hope nothing happens to me. We both try to help around the house, but we both cannot stand doing dishes, man. We hate them. Hate a dirty dish. And they just, they just pile up in the sink. Like, and after a while, it just turns into a contest to see who can stand the filth the longest, you know? I'll go in the kitchen, I'm just looking for something to eat off of. I look over in the sink, there's this huge, nasty pile of dishes just looking at me, you know? Hey, John! Don't look in the cupboard, John. We're all right here, buddy. Every one of us, dirty as hell, John. We're covered in mustard and mayonnaise and ketchup. There's a chicken wing in here somewhere, John. It's from 1997. It used to be covered in barbecue sauce, but now that is part of my nervous system, John. <laughs> Guess what? You're out of paper plates. <laughs> You're screwed, John. <laughs> hey, there is a Frisbee in the garage. Maybe you can eat off the Frisbee, John. <laughs> Maybe you can drink your drink out of the laundry detergent lid, John. It's clean, it's detergent. She fits right in with my family, though, because we're all crazy. Lock it in and rip the knob off. You're tuned in to the number one show on the planet. The Heffron and Reap Show. Now, how smooth did that That's sound? professional right there, That buddy. was like playing an instrument, what I did. Yeah, I know. I was watching you and mesmerized. My heart was racing a little bit. Yeah, huh? my heart was racing a little bit. <laughs> you were on your game. You know to, what you're doing, and I like that. I want this to sound good. I thought it sounded great. I want this Once to sound Once it got going, it was good. 
It yeah. was just a little bump at the beginning. Was not our fault. Yeah. It's the youth. <laughs> Look at his eyes. <laughs> this kid, is that? Yeah. Been well, smoking. here's our deal. Our, our whole uh, show is depending on Gint, who, who doesn't really care about us. Right. Like, because he can on? go hit the town, get boozed, roll in <laughs> with probably the same clothes that he had on last night. He doesn't care about the John Heffern, John Reap, uh, whatever we have, whatever career we have. No, he just phones it in. He's gonna he's gonna find a job that probably pays money, right? Uh, anytime soon, and then he's well, gone. There you go. That's so the he, he does. He's not vested in this show. But other than that, I thought it was smooth. Uh, I liked the beginning. Uh, sound like a real radio show. I like your bit, by the way. You know, I haven't heard all of your stuff. I've only seen you perform uh, one time. Right, I've only seen you. Well, you that time friends? we worked together. I have, I have comic friends that I think I've known for you know fifteen, twenty years. I've yeah. never seen them do stand-up. <laughs> That's true. Like, ever. Yeah, you yeah. just know of them, and you hear them going on you, dates. Yeah. And, and you fr- like them as people, and it's like, well, that's all I need. That's all I care about. But what would you do if you went and saw them? Right. And they were just horrendous. Horrible. Or just the hackiest hack of all time. And they're the thief, too, on top of that. Yeah, would you be able to, like, I don't know. would you have to? I, uh, it depends on how long we were friends before I knew that they were... I admit, maybe that that's way. why my friends don't come and see me. I have friends that live out here 15, 20 years. Yeah. Hey, I'm performing at blah, 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 Irvine, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, can't get a sitter. <laughs> right. But yeah, they want to hear. I guess uh, before we get going, and then uh, I have my wife's uh, voice in my head as I normally do. Okay. Uh, she wrote some notes about oh. the show. All right. A couple things. Interesting. Uh, she thinks, one, uh, she says, I need to let you talk more. Okay. She's like, John just seems really sweet and just nice. And oh. you're, just, you're not, you don't, he doesn't get to display that because you're just, and then you need to relax. <laughs> I see you on the camera and you're just too fidgety. And I'm like, so, but, but I, I am a conductor. <laughs> right. You're, I'm, I'm you're playing working. stuff. I got stuff. So what? I He's move and, and, and I jitter. This is your thing. You're an energetic, fidgety guy. Well, I, I think. Yeah. So no, she no, said well, that. Oh, so I'll I'll pre- I will actively. What's, her, what's your wife's name again? Lie. Lie. So I'll actively uh, make sure I let you talk. Thank you, Lie. I love you. And then what else she say? Uh, yeah, Does she sound like she that. Were you doing an accurate impression of her just then? No, no. I uh, yeah, she doesn't. I my wife doesn't sound like a gay guy. <laughs> okay. Usually, anytime a guy starts talking about their wives, it turns into and then she's not like, "Hey, sister, really, <laughs> right. a black woman, you married to a black woman?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I will uh, make sure that. All right. Um, and uh, also, she told me to uh, to enjoy myself more. Because okay. I'm obsessed with this podcast. You yeah. don't understand. No. I, I'm not going to settle for... Uh, we got to be That's like, what I love about you, John. Top ten. You, I throw it all in I there. I know. I'm, you I'm want obsessive. it to be the best that it can possibly be. I'm like, hey, we're doing it here, and then people are giving a shit. By the way, oh. added, added $400 to the uh, swear jar for Wounded Warriors every right. time we swear. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I filled it. So we technically have... About 350 swears. Now, you don't have to use them up this show. Do I need to go halvesies on that? Yeah, you will. You have I'll to owe you $200 yeah. or am I going to add another 400 We'll just see what happens. Because right, right now I'm looking pretty bad. If you go to, it uh, looks like yeah. you did all the swear- money, and I look like the jerk who doesn't well, want to give any us. money to the Wounded Warriors. It was uh, swearjarfun.com. You can see okay. it, be part of the team. But she told me, I'm like, we're doing the podcast here, da, 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 and I'm all obsessed. Well, right. we should, da, da. She's like, or you could just do the podcast and have fun. You could just go. (laughs) Yeah, she goes, I really like you and Reap together. Guys could just go and just shoot the shit. Right. Bing. Are we counting that one? I wasn't sure. I said shoot the shit. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, so um, before I I let you talk, John Reap. Fine. fine, fine. I'm I'm waiting patiently like Uh, a true Southern gentleman. (laughs) We have a thing. Do you know if thinking that you left your garage door open, is that some type of ailment or thing that you can grow into because 
every time I drive away from my house, <laughs> I think I left my garage door open. And I'm obsessed going, I think I left it open. Or, as you've seen, we parked a car. I was going to say. And then I leave, and I'm like, did I, did I lock whoop the door. it? Right. And, and then you, I have to and you'll run. walk back half the way. Is that, an, is that a, a, what's it called? A problem? Uh, yeah, not a problem, uh, but what is do you that call like that? an OCD, like a, thing? OCD Maybe so. Uh, although my garage door, I don't know if yours does this, sometimes you'll, well, you know, it'll be shutting. It'll shut, and it'll bounce right back up. Like, if you, is, that, is that why you think that maybe it bounced up? So now I, when I, I leave, I sit there and I watch it go all the way down. I wait a minute. And no, I, I just go. don't know if I hit the button. Oh, okay. Even though I do. I mean, I've never not, not hit the button. Right. But I get about 20 minutes. Do they have uh, do do garage that openers things? that text you? Like, I, I <laughs> wish my nice. car could text me. Yeah. Or I think they have garage store that would text refrigerators me. that can do that now. And would say, hey, uh, you're closed. You're cool. Yeah. I want, I, I want a text from my Let garage me ask door that says, no, we're good. How far down the road have you gotten before you realized, I don't remember if I left it open and then turned around and went back? A I, mile, two miles, ten miles? No, I stress about it the entire way to the airport. And then I have and a neighbor who I never talk to except for I'll text him and go, did I leave my garage door open? Go check it for me. Do you have a little keypad out, outside of the garage door that you can open up No, manually? my garage door opener is from uh, 1974. Sears? Yeah, it's got <laughs> a, the Flintstones. Yeah, so, <laughs> nice. Well, hopefully I'll get out of that. So, but, or that I also, the me. other thing I have is uh, I think my cell phone is vibrating in my pocket when I'm not. I don't Phantom. I don't have a, a cell Phantom phone rings. That happens. That's a phenomenon. Now, a lot of people get that. Do you get it too? Yeah, I get it uh, all the time. I'll just, I'll, I think I feel it. I'll put my hand on it. And my phone's not even in there. That can't be good for our balls, though. No. I mean, if you think about it, if your balls are randomly no. giving a little vibrate, letting you know. Yeah. But is that actually happening, or is it your is brain way, doing that? Yeah. Is there a way our balls can let us know that the garage door is closed? <laughs> that See, would that nice. would be a perfect vibrate. Yes. If my balls stop vibrating, i go, my garage door's open. <laughs> if we could somehow get the garage door to well, send a text message to our balls, <laughs> so that if we get, like, two vibrates, bzz, bzz, okay, garage door down, you're, you're good to go. Enjoy your trip. All right, so well, maybe well, we can happens. come up with a pill, like a, a pill. Well, for that. I, 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 it might be an OCD thing because I do remember the last time that you you drove us here, you parked the car, we got out, you know, and I'm I'm not paying attention to what you're doing with your keys. I'm on my phone too as I'm yeah. walking, and I get we get halfway here, and you go, did I lock my doors? And I go, I don't know, man. And then you sprinted back to check. So see, that would be an argument, not an argument against my wife, but I I throw all of that stuff yeah. onto my wife. Like, she's yeah. supposed to be the keeper of she's all She's supposed things. to know what you just did. Like, if I go to a restaurant with her, I look at her and go, uh -huh. do I like the Caesar salad here? Right. Like, she is officially yeah. my desktop of memory. Right. I do that, too. You, it's like you use her for the cloud. It's like she's your extra storage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you have limited bandwidth. Right. And most of our bandwidth is sucked up with porn. So <laughs> right. those, those, a, hard, a hard drive. Yes. The hard drive is loaded we put with the, the Caesar, Caesar salad file. stuff out there. Yeah, so I never thought about it. Yeah, use your wife as the cloud and just look at her and go, yeah, you know what, this guy just said his name. I'm going to throw it up to the cloud. Yeah, I need you to get that for me later. <laughs> and then you, then you ask her. Yeah. Takes my balls. All right. Heffron and Reap. Subject change. You got big news. I Oh, yeah. If you want to. If, well, you know. I was going to ask you how your fourth was first before we got into I, that, you know but what, I can John, do that. It's not about me. Well, come I'm gonna on. let you talk. It's about us, you know. I would you ask talk. you about the fourth, and then you would say a story, and then when you were done, you go, "How was your fourth? Yeah, it's but see, a back I'm and forth talking. for the fourth. I know my wife uh, has a clicker, and she's been counting how long you've been talking. Okay, you, so. I have big news. Remember when I wasn't here Wait, last week? Do you week? need some kind of? Uh, I don't know. I don't there... have big news. Out of all the bumpers I have, I don't have, have a big news bumper. Wait, we'll we'll try <laughs> this. Ready, John? Okay. Efren and Reap, shameless plugs. 
and news. Uh, yes, yeah, so last week, uh, if you noticed, Heffern and I were out. Um, I couldn't make it. I was actually in town. You were out of town, but I was out of, I was in town. I couldn't make it. I was on an audition for a movie that I ended up booking. So I booked a movie. Yay me! Yeah. And it's you know the only movie I've ever done was Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay, and that was just a small, small like role. three scenes, but it only took me like five days to shoot it. This one will be shooting in Detroit. I'm supposed to be gone for six weeks. Lucky. And it's like a whole, I'm like in the movie a lot. So and you're shooting in, in my hometown? In your hometown, that's right, in Detroit, Rock City, baby. Hmm. I'm yeah. not sure exactly where I'm, I'm going to be and where I'm staying, yeah, or when it's going to be, but I uh, just found out And it's yesterday. a disaster film, kind of, right? Yeah, it's not a comedy. It is a uh, action Detroit thriller. Is where you, you know, I guess Detroit's probably getting a lot of disaster films. <laughs> it looks, yeah, it looks like, <laughs> right. you know, like, like a, a, you know, a terrorist attack just happened there, but... Um, no, we, uh, it's, uh, right now it's untitled, but they're kind of calling it Category 6. It's about, like, a random huge tornado that comes in. It's your modern-day twister, and they right. got some kid. The, the girl from The Walking Dead is the lead in it. Uh, I play an idiot tornado chaser who wants to run with the big boys, but I don't know what I'm doing. Typecasting. You know, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I, I'll take it. Right, the good right. thing about typecast is the word cast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you got That's the part. True. That's true. That's true. But so, so yes, that's my big news, and uh, yeah, that's why I wasn't here last week, and uh, you were actually in uh, North Carolina. I was in North that's Carolina, weird. so we got to figure out. So that's the end of July. Start shooting now. Yeah, I might have to miss Montreal now um, because oh, we we're going to. Yeah, we were both going to be up in Montreal. Yeah, where uh, the Muppets are performing in Montreal, and when you do Montreal, you perform at this gala thing that's on uh, television, and the Muppets are hosting. One of the galas, and I'm just, I'm just. Are you looking forward to that? Or are you dreading? That? I'm hoping so bad at, that the Muppets are on my gala. Okay. How would you not not want to be introduced oh by the Muppets? If it's Kermit, Think of one human, like real human being, that you'd be excited about if they said your name and you walked out. I, there's not one human. Oh I, really? I, I, I could care Steve less. Martin. That'd be nice. Really? Yeah, I think Martin I'd be more, Short. I think I'd rather have the Muppets because I would sit on Fridays and watch the Muppets. Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that goes back a long time. That's I, true. And the last time I was there, it was Jim Belushi, and he was a douche. So oh, I he I, was ugh, douche. I've heard that about him. Douche. I've never met him, but this is all hearsay. But you're telling me right? no, it's not hearsay. I've confirmed fact. He's and a, a misogynist, I've heard. Don't know of that, but he was a douche to me. Well, can you get into that one real quick, or is that going to take a long time? Too long, and why give him the thing? I'd rather talk about Kermit. <laughs> All right, you know exactly. Uh, but can you imagine if Fozzie the Bear introduces you? That's what I was going to say. Not it's like got to be Fozzie. Not some like, hey, my dad had six bucks. We had a fake Fozzie yeah. Bear show up at our house. It was I'm talking real Fozzie the Bear. Yeah, it's going to be. But is it going to blow you the illusion that you'll see the guy standing there with his hands stood up like this with sticks? I mean, you, I, I, what you're about. When you're when you're talking to Fozzie, will you look at Fozzie, or will why you would look? I not? Talk directly to uh, My bad. My bad. Let's move on. Uh, I think you're right. Come to you. Oh. and Reap. <laughs> Subject change. <laughs> so tell me, how was your fourth? You were in my, my hometown, I was in, North Carolina. Um, Raleigh. Uh, Raleigh. No. I was in um, Nagshead, North Carolina. Right. Did you enjoy it there? Uh, I would do a couple shout outs uh, to the mosquitoes that oh, I met God. while I was out there. Please go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, there we go. That was worth boy a dollar. Yours. They were relentless, and I went uh, go karting, which was different when you go go karting as a forty something. Right, you're not as afraid as the kid telling you to stop bumping. What kid? The kids working. Oh, oh. you know what I mean. There's a kid like stop bumping. Stop, oh, the ones stop running, ramming. the running the ride. Or yeah, whatever. when yeah, you're okay. like eleven, okay. those those guys are sixteen, you're and right. you're kind of afraid of them. Yeah, but when you're forty, they might have facial hair. Yeah, when you're forty two, <laughs> you're not. As, so I I can't believe the death that they let us deal on that course. It was one of the funnest. 
four minutes I've ever had. Were you racing other adults or were there kids on that track with you? I mean, was oh, it- there's my family. Yeah. But the, the, the kids in my family, the seven year olds and stuff, are equally. And they'll ride up on you, huh? And you spin them. You try those yeah. j- you do, those spin out things. Those you see can on be. I mean, I've seen people run up over the top of other go karts. I mean, they can be dangerous, but they're fun. I, <laughs> Myrtle Beach has them too, and they're so much fun. They're really good, Tom. Yeah, it's basically bumper cars. That's what you try to make. They need to do that. They need to have like a course just called like Road Rage, where you're just allowed. Right, like an adult bumper car. It's not one allowed. that's like a stick. No, nah. sparks coming I don't want, out. You get one mile an hour. On it, it's it's not. But yeah, I don't want that. No, that'd be fun, like a road rage adult bumper car thing. Yeah. Where it's a, basically a race, a track. And, but uh, and you, you really choose just to get aggressive. If you get really aggressive, then right. that's how you choose to play. But if it's called bumper car, then that's like a comic who says, I'm an edgy comic. Well, the fact that you, you said say you're that edgy means you're out of game. Means that you're completely <laughs> not. But you know what? Um, no, no, no. Don't hit that button. Uh, actually, uh, speaking of comics and stuff, I've been reading online. Yeah. Uh, my favorite magazine is Laugh Spin Magazine. Is that a magazine? It's online. Okay. It's, it's really how magazine. everything goes. True. No, no one was going to pick up a physical magazine. Yeah, like what is that? And there's a lot of stories that uh, Dylan, the guy who created it, posts on Facebook. I was like, you know what? Since we're a comedy podcast, okay. why don't we get some like uh, cool news? So Dylan writes for that magazine? He, he owns it, man. This is the guy. This is him. This, this is the equivalent of getting Hugh Hefner on the phone. Oh, wow. Like if we were talking about naked, naked girls. Uh-huh. And, and, you know. But we're talking we about comics. Hero, but if we're talking we about Dylan. comics and comic gossip. Right. And stuff like that, uh, this would be the guy. Should I answer it? Yeah, why don't you hit that thing? Middle button. Here Middle we go. Middle button. Right, here we go. All right, Dylan, hello. Hey, guys. How are you, sir? It is uh, Dylan from LaughSpin.com. Uh, you know, go check out Laugh. By the way, is Dylan our first guest we've ever had? Um, n- well, not technically. You had that one guy call in about oh, okay. how to argue and stuff. Oh, perfect. Dylan, how long have you had LaughSpin.com? Uh, well, I launched it. Uh, it used to be called PunchlineMagazine.com. Uh, oh, And yeah. I launched that in, uh, in the fall of 2005. So it's been, it's been LaughSpin for, for about a year now. We, launched, we, we relaunched it as LaughSpin in July of last year. Interesting. Why the name change? Well, um, I feel like, well, first of all, like you guys mentioned before I, before I got on, the word magazine yeah. uh, is kind of uh, become, you know, like you said, what the hell is a magazine? Right, so exactly. I, I wanted to get away from magazine, um, and I wanted, I wanted something to be just, I, I wanted it to be just a little bit more punchy mm-hmm. and, and, and quick, um, and uh, I don't know. Did it, it have just, anything... It to do with that, the fact that there are punchline comedy clubs and you were not really affiliated with them and you wanted to sort of just, you know, that separate a, yourself? That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a tiny thing. I mean, believe it or not, it didn't, it, it wasn't that much of an issue. Right. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's punchline comedy clubs and there's, I'm sure there's other punchline right. brand things out there. So... Yeah, why? I mean, you know, why? Why confuse anybody? Right. Every once in a while, I would get an email saying like, "Oh, are you affiliated?" Right. And I would just say no. And, but they were they were cool. They, they never, you know, yeah. they never said anything. They never, you know. And I like it because you, you know I read all of his posts that he posts on his timeline on on Facebook. That you know I'm not I'm not a, a smart reader. <laughs> uh, so they're nice and short, and then there's pictures, and there's usually videos. So if you're a yeah. comedy fan, I definitely That's would perfect. go to laughspin.com and uh, 
you know, check it out. Do you have any cool stories that uh, me or John can either get mad about, be excited about? Um, you know, it really all depends on my, how insecure I am that particular day when I read about another comic doing well. Have you had an article right. written about you in this in this um, blog or magazine? We were nominated, John, with through Laughspin for um, our last podcasting. Well, awesome. We were on, on the top. But that's also what I would like to talk to uh, Dylan about. But do you have any... Uh, Cause, cause, here's what I think happens, and Dylan, this is this is uh, not directed to you, but John, I okay. think it, it. Well, and I could be wrong, Dylan. Feel free to whatever. There's a okay. a a group of cool kids, right, that are in comedy. Yeah, that almost like if you're part of the yearbook staff, right. you take pictures <laughs> of your friends. Yeah. Okay. I'm and if you're that. not part of that clique, uh-huh. then there's little to nothing written about you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so here and now, I could be. Uh, uh, you know, a little jaded, but if you know the guys, I think that perform at like coffee shops with notebooks get more press mm-hmm. than guys like me and you who work forty-eight weeks out of a year, right? Uh, doing our shows, it's not like, sets, right. our shows. We're out there fighting the fight, but no one's writing about yeah. us. Yeah, I mean, are we wrong that about happen. that, D- uh, Dylan? Uh, kind um, of, maybe, or no? I, I'll also I mean, accept you're my- not popular enough to write about. I also get that too. You know? Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. About the way I cover comedy, I've always tried to, you know, cover as, as equally as possible, which is why, you know, you'll see, you know, I, I, you, you'll see Larry the Cable Guy interviews alongside, you know, Martin interviews. Yeah. And, right. you know, I mean, basically the way, um, the way I, I run the site is, is like any kind of consumer magazine, which is, you know, you want to peg it. You want to peg an interview, um, or you know, or a larger feature to some to some sort of news mm-hmm. peg. Mm-hmm. So you know, if somebody's putting out a DVD, if somebody's you know right. just launching a big tour, if somebody's putting out uh, a CD, or if they're on a if they're starring on a television show that's just about to premiere, you know, th- those are the things we look for. I mean, obviously, we we do shorter, you know, shorter news stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the site's updated, you know, anywhere between five, six, seven, ten times a day. Um, so, the and so, I mean, we, we try to keep it, um, that as, makes, I mean, as, that makes sense. If you it, got yeah. something new to talk about, then there's, there's the news. I mean, if it, if it's a guy like you or me or other guys like us who've been doing comedy for over 15 years and, and you don't, haven't released a new CD or DVD, I mean, then what, uh-huh. what, what is there to talk about? Oh, I'm going to be in uh, Portland again, you know? So I, yeah. I, I get that. It's just funny how right. insecure us, us comics are, Dylan. I forgot you were you were talking. You're doing a, like a, a re, whatever that interview question website is. You're doing questions. People were asking random questions. Oh, on Formspring, yeah. Yeah, Formspring. So somebody asked, said my name, and Dylan wrote, um, "Great, great writer, mm-hmm. great performer, uh, not groundbreaking, uh, never lets an audience down." Right. That's three positives. What what two <laughs> words do you think I walked around obsessing that somebody said about me? Uh, <laughs> no, right? Groundbreaking. Like at what like at, at what point? And, and then this what you know this is for a whole different podcast that I would love to talk about next. Time. So I was like, really? And my wife goes, that's a great that's a great thing. You never let an audience sound. You don't like right. I when I get on stage, I try to throw ninety eight miles an hour the entire time. Yeah, because I care that you got a babysitter. I care that you found parking. Right. I you know yeah. so I'm not up there to go hey. 
okay. You're not there trying to be cool. Shit. You're out there. You're there. You're there to sell the shit out of your act and just and make sure and everybody then, leaves happy. Here's what we have to because we have to take a break because right. every once in a while we play commercials. So uh, me and John don't have to pay for bandwidth or rent studio time. Right. It's all you know. Everyone would do the same. But uh, what was I saying? You're 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 focusing on the negative in that. Oh, so here I go. What do you mean I'm not groundbreaking? Like so, <laughs> then uh, I listened to I heard a, a Richard Jenny bit oh, right. from 20 years ago, mm-hmm. right? And I have a bit now. It's one of my favorite bits mm-hmm. about my wife telling me when to get over when the exit's coming. Okay, right? I listened to Richard Jenny's bit. That's 20 years ago. Right. I never heard it. Right. My wife wife telling you when to get over. Very it. similar. Uh, uh, very similar because. Yeah, so then I went, yeah, okay, I'm not groundbreaking. Never heard that before. <laughs> right, right. But that's all. Hey, Dylan, do you have uh, do, you, do you have a little bit of time? Can we put you yeah, on course, hold? Well, how much time do we have? Do we have 30 seconds? One minute. We have one minute? Hey, Dylan, let's play a real fun game, and then we're going to have you right back. But since you're here, okay, I'll play yeah. a game. Ready? Here we go, Dylan. I want you to say, A or B, is this a Nicole Kidman movie or defunct sports magazine? You're going to have to guess. Ready? Am I, play, can I, am I playing with him or is it just Dylan? Just Dylan. Okay. Ready? BMX Bandits. Is it in a Nicole Kidman movie or defunct sports magazine? That's, I know th- a, uh, that's a Nicole Kidman movie. Oh, right. You got I knew, it right. I knew that one too. I remember okay, that. Okay, here's the next one. Hard Gainer. Nicole Kidman movie or, or defunct sports magazine? Defunct sports magazine. This is Dylan. Is okay. he right? This is why he oh, He knows his magazines. Yeah. Here's the next one and last one. Wind Rider. Wind Wait, Rider. Again? Wind Rider. Uh, wow. Wow. That's a tough one. I'm going to go with Nicole Kidman. Whoa, we got him all right. Three for three. Nice job. <laughs> all right, Sorry, Dylan, Wounded thanks. Warriors, you get Will- nothing. Heffron and Reap will be right back. I'm just addicted to it. Oh, yeah. Just all around cool. They're awesome. Number one. <laughs> You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, it's Heidi and Frank for scorebig.com. There's been two ways to get tickets up until now. You can go to the venue or team site and buy your tickets directly, or you could go to the big ticket sellers, the scalpers, if the tickets for the really big events are sold out. And you can pay way, way over face value. Who wants to do that? Who would do that? Nobody! That's stupid. You don't have to do that anymore, thanks to scorebig.com, a great website where you always pay less than retail, and you never, ever, ever pay any ticketing fees at scorebig.com, and you can save up to 60% on tickets. Every ticket on the Scorebig website is below retail price, guaranteed. Great events. Lakers, Clippers, Kings, USC, UCLA basketball, Disney Hall, Kevin Theater. Mention specific teams in a list. Well, you did. <laughs> and uh, I think that's uh, perfect the way you did Those that. were teams in Southern California, but Scorebig.com is everywhere. everywhere. I just had a, I got a tweet. global. I got a tweet from a guy saying he's got his Giants tickets and he saved 30%. Awesome. Thanks, Scorebig.com. And that's what we're talking about. Uh, not just nosebleed seats, everything from the floor to the rafters. And again, no service or shipping fees ever. Your offer at Scorebig.com is what you pay. Always listen to retail, never any fees, scorebig.com. Then type in Heidi and Frank to get uh, the, the passcode. Skip the line. Yeah. Start shopping right away. V- get your tickets today. VIP treatment. Don't here. wait. <laughs> type in Heidi and Frank. Do it right now. What are you still sitting here for? S C O R E B I G dot com. Proof why I was never a cheerleader. I can't spell. There's more proof than that.
Follow them on Twitter. Totally for sure. At Heffron and Reap. We are back from the break. We did a little bill pan, yeah. Yeah, we got to keep the lights on here at the studio. Got to keep the lights on. Everyone's trying to play the commercials. Network Theater. And by the way, anybody that goes, hey, you know, I got to keep saying this. Hey, stop playing commercials. If we want to hear that, we'd go to regular radio. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. There's not regular radio that has. No one can say fuck. Dollar to win a For a cause. Yeah, you're not going to find on Coffee and Jammer in the morning. So there you stop go. with the threats. Yeah. Stop. Thank you. Seriously. Yeah. Just we're, get used to it. We're grown adults. We're enjoy the entertainment. society. That's how we are. And you, if you don't enjoy the it. The sooner you get to know that, the better off you're going to be. Move on to something else. Amen, All right, We brother. have Dylan still on hold. Dylan, you there? Dylan from laughspin.com. Everybody. All right, so Dylan, so if we were to go to your uh, site right now, uh, yeah. what are some uh, cool stories? Well, uh, actually, just uh, moments ago, I posted uh, this bit about uh, Daniel Tosh. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, <laughs> I thought you guys would have some opinions about this. Apparently, he was at the Laugh Factory last Friday, and he was doing uh, some rape jokes. And uh, he was explaining how rape jokes are always funny. This is all according to uh, somebody who was in the audience and wrote about it on, uh, on, the, on their Tumblr page. And finally, the, this this woman uh, heckled him and said, actually, rape jokes are never funny. And so this spurred him to fire back with something along the lines of, wouldn't it be funny if that girl just, wouldn't, wouldn't it be funny if that girl got raped by five guys right now? Wouldn't mm. that be hilarious? Right. So that, and did the room uh, explode with laughter? <laughs> According, according to the woman, uh, they, they there was laughter. Yes, I don't know if it exploded, but there was laughter. So, uh, I don't know. About an hour or so ago, Tosh took to his Twitter account and uh, apologized. I don't know how uh, sincere he was about it, but he apologized. I'm kind of thinking that's the John. That's the smarter way to go as a comic. You pick something, mm-hmm. you say it. And you get an uproar. Right. And then you apologize. You get a lot of attention. And you got a lot of attention. And you probably get more Twitter followers, too, in the apology. The fact that people want to see it. You know, they're like, oh, let's go see that. Let's see what he's going to say next. That's an interesting thing because also on, you know, on Laugh Spin, there's some guy, I I don't know him, so I I didn't even put his name to brain. If my wife was there, I'd use my wife as the cloud and say, who was I talking about? (laughs) Some guy did something similar on, on Twitter. 
and, and people kind of blew up. Yeah. You know, said, how dare you say this stuff? And then... I was, was it something misogynistic? Uh, so, yeah, what, whatever it was. Or, because, yeah. you know, keep in mind, I could care less what other comics do. Right. But now it's just like, John Rape, you didn't mention. Wait, well, Rape. You said John Rape. I said John Rape. <laughs> <laughs> what if you, you switch got it to John Rape? Your head right. No. Well, obviously, Dylan's showing us I, that if, if you talk about rape, it's hilarious. Apparently, it'd be a lot funnier. I you should, should do be that. John Rape. I should be John Rape because rape it's is rape always hilarious. at the border. <laughs> rape and effing. Well, I will say this before we move on, and I want to get to what you just yeah. get, getting at. But uh, in Daniel Tosh's defense, I am all for if someone's going to heckle whether or not you deserve it, if you're going to be the person to speak up and yell something at the comic, all bets are off. I can do and say anything I want now. You know, you know Canada, what I mean? somebody sued. There was uh, some lesbians. Some They don't have freedom of speech in Canada? Some comic made fun of two uh, lesbians in the crowd, and they sued him, uh, and they won. How, what did they win? Money? Uh, yeah, I think so. I yeah, th- they, I, right? Yeah, they, they, won, they won money. It was... I mean, he's, he's, I don't know, I actually talked to that guy about this case. I, I don't know what's happening. I know he's trying to, you know, fight it. But, yeah, they, I forgot how much it was, but they, they won money. There's some bogus, like, like third-party, you know, rights council in Canada right. that, that basically awarded uh, the women the money. We don't have that here, do we? I don't get. I don't think so. No, okay, no. Good. Thank God. I don't get. Uh, well, here, remember but, that when you go to Montreal, there, <laughs> be careful. Yeah. The, well, uh, your act and my act are, are similar, and it's just the decision mm-hmm. that I made. Uh, you know, when I was eighteen, nineteen years old, that, as a comic, like yeah. I love seeing dirty comics mm-hmm. that do it really well. Some of my I, favorite ones. And are dirty. I sit back and I go, oh. Yeah. Man, I wish I could say what that guy said because you know, like our buddy Ari Shafir, yeah, uh, Bill Burr, like the, yeah. those guys who hang out in that room, I think are hilarious. Yeah, but there's a lot of comics if they think, but they get street cred if they think if they say the word uh, or f- almost every female comic I think will bring up an abortion at some point during her act, <laughs> right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Abortion or rape or, or whatever, and then people I don't relationship. That's not a go-to muscle for me. Right, right. No, I get or maybe it. I'm too safe. Right. You're just safe. You're just you do safe things. Well, I see. I kind of look at comedy as now mm-hmm. at 24 years into it mm-hmm. as a as a profession. Yeah, as a product. Right. Your brand now. Right. Yeah, That's and, what you, yeah. and there's some comedy purists that'll be like, "Well, no, it's the art." Eh, you know what? It was the art the first 15 years. <laughs> yeah. but now that I have no other skill to fall onto, it turned into a fucking business. <laughs> and there it is. Thank you, Wonder Warriors. Um, what do you think about that? I think uh, for me, and I, and I understand what you're saying. That makes total sense. And I, and I, Keep I in mind, in, I don't care what other comics do right. and, and whatever floats your boat. Some of but. my favorite comics, like you, are dirty. Like uh, I mean, I grew up li- loving Richard Pryor, uh, Eddie Murphy, you know, George Carlin. But uh, for every one Richard the, Pryor that happens because they're being filthy, there's three thousand comics that don't make it that aren't as good. And then you're a fifty year old comic at a third show Saturday talking yeah. about blowjobs and boy, isn't pot funny? You drive slower on pot. Yeah, yeah. That is a very sad existence. Me. That and I agree with that. But what I'm just saying is I agree with you in the fact that some of my favorite all-time comedians were some of the dirty. Now I also love a lot of clean guys too, you know, like uh, Bill Cosby, Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan, guys that make a lot of money being clean and for me it was a personal choice because I just thought, well, 
you know, but back before cable and satellite and the internet and all this stuff, there wasn't a lot of options for you to be seen by a big audience unless you're on television. And the only way to do that in primetime network TV is if you're clean. If you're dirty, you'll never get that shot. So I thought, well, you know, I think it'll be easier if I start off clean and then, you know, if I ever feel the urge to get dirty, I can always add a fuck, a shit, a goddamn into a joke about my dad snoring, if I wanted to. Yeah, that's what a lot of comics don't... It's easier to make a clean bit dirty than yeah. it is to make a dirty bit clean. Hands down. Oh, in all, you could easily shine it up by swearing more during the cleanest bit. Yeah. But then... And now, chugging a beer. If you take it on a corporate <laughs> standpoint, right. you know... Yeah, there you go. You don't um, get a lot of corporate work when you're... You get none. So now it becomes, it becomes a money issue. Like... Um, like if you're super dirty, I think. Now, I could be wrong. Dylan, feel free to jump in. I disagree. But if you're super dirty, right, like where just everyone loves you, everyone there's, there's that super dirty guy that comes along every 10 years. 16-year-olds to 24-year-olds will think you're hilarious. Right. But here's the problem, I think, with hanging in that age range. They turn 26. Yeah. And then you lose them. Yeah. So if you're a really good college act at 19, 20, and girls scream for you, eventually... They will graduate, become 25, and now nobody gives a shit about you anymore. Right? So, like, yeah. look at Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Like, he probably made millions and millions of dollars right. uh, when he was at his, you know, prime. Yeah. Then afterwards, One maybe not so much. Yeah, exactly. So, as a comic, what would you rather do? Would you rather make $3 million in one year and be a flash, like, flash and pan? Like, mm -hmm. $3 million bucks is a lot of money yeah. or to, to do that? Or would you rather make a consistent living? Of you know three hundred thousand for your entire career. You, uh, I, uh, the latter sounds more reasonable, but that, that's a problem. Most comedians don't get into comedy because they're they, don't, they think long term. You know, they're just guys who are funny and want to get on stage and, and try and make people laugh and get laid. Uh, but a lot of, I, but after a while, you got to grow up. You got to feel like, okay. Well, I got a well, house. I got a mortgage. I, I mean, some know, people do, some people don't. You know. Yeah, I've seen. A, there's a lot of guys that you know are older and still talk about that, and I think it's done well. Let's let's get Dylan. Yeah, we, we're really bad. At, yeah, we don't, Dylan. We don't have a lot of guests, so the fact that we've ignored you <laughs> for the last, you know, it's only our third episode. This little smiley face icon we'll turned better. into like a, pretty much just Dylan, a stone I, face. <laughs> I mean, this is this is good. I, I, I enjoy listening to you guys uh, chatting about this. So, what do you think, Deli? Do, do you have any opinion on you know, yeah, not necessarily I, anybody you've written your about your philosophy? Is, yeah. clean versus dirty. I'm going to shut up now. I listen. mean, you know, I, I think it's important uh, in comedy and really in, in in any art to to evolve. So, you know, like you said, John, if if uh, uh, John was an age, yeah, uh, <laughs> if uh, <laughs> if you are that 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 college comedian who you know, kind of is dirty and caters to a younger set, then, um, you know, eventually you have to, you have to evolve so that, you know, when your, your audience starts to, you know, mature and evolve, they stay with you. And, and hopefully it's, it's an organic thing. Hopefully it just comes naturally that you naturally evolve. Hopefully it's not that, you know, you're forcing yourself to mm -hmm. think a way that you're not, you know, naturally thinking. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you have to like anything else. You you have to evolve. And the thing with you know shock comedy is you know to me the definition of of shock comedy is 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 comedy that's that that's shocking in and of itself and and has no kind of artistic merit to it. So to me, you can't call like a Jim Norton a shock comic because he uh, you know superficially yes he, he talks about awful dirty, horrible things. 
But he's intelligent about it. Under, exactly. Underneath it all, there's this incredibly kind of deep yeah. and right. damaged person yeah, yeah. Who's, who's, who's talking really sincerely about his life, and he's, and he's making it funny. So he probably has a lot of younger fans that mm-hmm. latch on just to the, you know, the, you know, the hooker, the, the hooker bit. And then he's got older friends, uh, older friends, older fans mm-hmm. who, you know, they actually are paying attention to the subtext and the, the, the deep part that, of it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like, yeah. I, I appreciate listening to, to a guy like him because he makes me feel like less of a scumbag. And he, <laughs> yeah. you know, he makes me he makes me feel better about myself. And, uh, you know, and, and I guess and I the guy he does is really important. The guys who do it well mm-hmm. do it well. Right. The ones who do it yeah. bad uh, just do it hideously bad. And, and when I'm on the road and work with an MC or, or feature, mm-hmm. I, I tend to bite my lip because you don't want to be the old guy giving advice. Right, but right. you're like, okay, dude, seriously, yeah. Why are you programming or writing your entire show for the second show Friday? Why? Why is that show your focus? I just don't see long term. Mm-hmm. You can have, you can, as a comic, you can develop two parallel sets. If you want, you can, you know, do some one but not mics where you just have some really awesome, you know, mm-hmm. blue stuff. But yeah. I just think financially, right. it's a smarter play. Unless you don't care about money and it's the art and all that kind of stuff, then hats off to you. But right. I don't want to be homeless That's when I'm 60. Risky. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, there's, you know, certain places I don't want to have to perform at. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you know, comedy's got to lead somewhere else, I, I, I think. You know, you can't just, I mean, you, you can. You can be a stand up for. For your entire life, but the you know you're going to have peaks where you're like popular here, and then uh, you know you're going to get older. Oh, it's ebbs and flows. It's ebbs and flows, but you know the safe bet is to you know you start comedy and you get into it like, well, I think I'd rather be a writer for a, yeah. for, a for a sitcom, or I think I think I'd rather just be a good uh, comedic actor, you know. Or you and, disappear and you in the corporate both. world. I do, just, I do yeah. so many Fortune ten companies like you know Mercedes and Pepsi, like really big mm-hmm. high end companies where you kind of have to be yeah. cleaner. Yeah. But you know what? What's the what's the difference of you know the same feeling of going at a crap you know two a.m. spot in Los Angeles right. performing in front of corporate? It's the same toughness. Yeah, just one crowd is dressed a little bit nicer. That's the only yeah. the attitude and stuff is all there. So it's I just like I hear that. you, Dylan. Are you uh, where are you based? Uh, I'm in New Jersey, right outside of New York. Okay, so you see a lot of. Would you, was it safe to say you have a lot of uh, like uh, New York um, ties? Like you like New York comics? I mean, who's, who's, yeah, I'm just yeah. curious. Like, he personally. really hates. You didn't see the article he wrote about guys from Hickory, North Carolina. <laughs> Honestly, there was a good he article. I was going to bring this up uh, <laughs> when my DVD came out. They actually wrote uh, an article about me. And it sure. and, I, and I, I enjoyed it. It was actually a good article, and it said uh, John Reap, li- less Toby Keith, more Wilco. You know, and that, that was a great title. So <laughs> I like that. Yeah, at least you didn't have the words "not groundbreaking" in your. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it. I just saw the title. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't read. Dylan, I saw well, the picture. I go, that looks well, good. You know what, uh, Dylan? We got to go because we actually have a club owner on the other line, and, I'm, and since we're talking about the financials, from the punchline, no yeah, doubt. Uh, we're going to talk to him, but we really appreciate you being on and uh, open invitation. We'd like to have you on the other shows and you can just throw down some comedy gossip that people can find when you're not on our show at yeah. laughspin.com. You know, get on the mailing sure. list, check it out. Uh, you know, friend him on Facebook. And Do you have a, a Twitter, if, Dylan? Sure, yeah. We're at laughspin.com on Twitter. Yeah, at laughspin.com. All right, very cool. Dylan, thank you so much. 
Thank you. Guys. And we'll talk to you soon. I really appreciate you calling. I know it's a pain in the ass to spend uh, 10 minutes. I know because I do 50 interviews a week. Yeah. So we appreciate <laughs> it. We really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for hanging there, Dylan. Absolutely. We'll talk to you later, buddy. Anytime. Thanks, Bye-bye. guys. Bye. See, but I have this right here. We have another guest, but you can't listen. But listen. I'm waiting. It's the coolest guest time. What was that word bleeped out? He says shit, but he didn't pause well enough. It's the cool as like, blank guest time? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a little pause. I've got 500 Play it of again. Them. Let's see if we can not, figure Not it. all of them are going to be great, okay. but I, so far, you know. Um, here we go. It's the... Okay, hold on. Well, hold on. Let's go back in our time machine. Okay. Now we're, we're right back to that before ago. that happened, and now let's hit this. It's the coolest guest time. Yeah, nah, the, the, the problem is the as ends with an S, and the shit starts with an S. Oh, yeah, so that. there needs to be a pause there. Yeah, you're, you're right. That's where it's confusing. We are going anyway. to vote that bumper off. Um, <laughs> by the way, we, we've donated a lot to Wounded Warriors. Uh, if you go to swearjarfun.com tomorrow, um, I'm in uh, Vegas performing for the Wounded Warriors, and I'm trying to decide if I want to tell the higher-ups there that we have a swear jar. Oh, yeah, like, do not? I tell them? Of course. I mean, yeah. we're going to make a lot of money for them. Well, it's another way to but talk like, about your podcast, too. What if they go, really? Can you not raise Where's money that way? Where's your swear jar? What's it for? Oh, it's for the podcast, Heffern and Reap. <laughs> Check it out. Tuesdays, three All to right. four. All right, uh, so, um, yeah, why not? It's a good cause. On the line right now, I uh, believe, is uh, a good friend. Take it? Very funny comic, yeah. All right, here we go. It's, uh, it's the middle one. Is my man Jamie Bendel on the phone? Yes. Good, good afternoon, evening, gentlemen. Hello, buddy. Jamie, thanks for coming. Jamie, uh, the owner of the Punchline in Atlanta, where I... Efren and Reap, shameless plugs. I'm there in about a month. <laughs> I'm there, but yeah. I don't have it in front of me. It's further out. Okay, so there we go. It's later on. Yeah. So uh, Jamie owns it's the punch. Great. First of all, be, hey, wait, before we get too much further, okay. let me just, as a, as a third-party guest endorser... Right. Um... You have to be looking at Laugh Spin every day. Okay. It's a great site. Dylan runs a fantastic ship over there. I couldn't be more happy for his success. Now, is so, it true that you're the reason why he changed it from Punchline <laughs> to Laugh Spin because you, he, he brought you the filed thing a, a yeah. lawsuit? Um, I should probably not <laughs> make mention of that on, uh, on a program like this because I do not, um, unfortunately, my swear jar does not go uh, before. Uh, okay, okay. Right. Legal, legal fees associated with what the? Yeah. Just say, just say, Jamie, I'll donate a buck. We have 400 bucks in there. You can, you can swear. Actually, what I was thinking as you were doing that lead-in, mm-hmm. I think what you should ask is you should encourage your uh, listeners to match in their own personal swear jars. You mean and, like and in their personal lives or just during the show where they're listening to us and they yell at the radio? They probably swear on the house, <laughs> and then they could be part of our Heffern and Reap team and then donate. Yeah. That's right. That's right. All right. That's the honor system. Let's go for it. Yeah, that's yeah. swearjarfun.com. You can see if we got 400 uh, S words. But so we had Jamie on because we were, Jamie, we were talking about um, just the economics of clean versus shock dirty. I guess we go in ex- extreme. As a club owner, somebody who has to fill mm-hmm. 52 weeks a year, yeah. am I completely off base and do I, am I completely overthinking stuff? You're not completely overthinking it. In fact, I read an article today uh, that was written by a comedian, and it, and it asked the question, why are there no clean comedy rooms? And he was using the phrase clean, I think, as a synonym for Christian, uh, um, right. which is obviously what? a very different deal, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, There's that whole the Apostles question. of Comedy tour that's going on right now. <laughs> 
Right. And there's and I actually know some comedians who perform in churches, mm-hmm. right, in these larger, more, you know, mall based, you know, former arena based churches. Right. Um, where they do offering shows where they are guaranteed no money, but they're allowed to do their show and at the end of the show they pass the basket and whatever's in the basket, that's what they make. We should try that. Whoa. Can we do that at that third show Saturday you make all of us do? <laughs> at like eleven? Yeah, yeah. Can we just do yeah, that that? Or if you want to add a Sunday show, that's a perfect time to do that. Yeah. We'll just turn the yeah. punchline into the punchline first Baptist grill. Yeah. And, and and the guys who have done the shows say they make incredible amounts of money. Wow. That's interesting. It's it's way better. Now do they actually take that money and tithe ten percent of their Offering now, money? See that I don't know. Okay. That I don't know. They should probably, right? I mean, theoretically, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. depends on depends on whether they're walking the walk, right? Right, right, um, right. Yeah, I wonder if I would have to give my eight my manager ten percent of that because he doesn't believe in Jesus. <laughs> right. Is, right. is that what Jewish people go. don't believe in? Did I find a what loophole? A great answer. That's a question. I am Did I just... sorry, but you have no claim to this money. Yeah, <laughs> you don't think I'll, you I'll bet you they'd find a way. <laughs> so I, I, on a club standpoint, one one extreme to or the how do you shock comics versus you know clean you're right that's tough because right. I, I say I'm clean but I'm not I, I swear and I talk about adult things it's not a Disney show exactly but I same here yeah I guess we'll let I our guests I think the challenge is here's, here's the trick obviously every comic every comic is looking really to acquire fans mm-hmm. right and so the question is is the is the content of the material what's bringing the fans back to subsequent shows or is it the way in which the performer is presenting the material so in our case at the punchline i've booked clean comedians mm-hmm. quote unquote clean comedians right. who are really they don't particularly swear in their shows they really don't like folks going up in front of them who are particularly profane mm-hmm. um and and there are some of those guys who are who are who i would consider to be more anonymous quote unquote to the generic comedy fan um, so those, those shows can be more sparsely attended. And I've also booked wickedly vulgar <laughs> comedians who um, are funny but use language in a way that for, for the folks who show up at any comedy club, and that's always the challenge, right? On any, on any given Friday or Saturday night in any comedy club across America, there are people who are walking in the door without any idea right. who the headliner is, right? right. right? And so when that group of 12 is there for Karen's birthday party, <laughs> right? <laughs> then I would argue if you're going to play it safe, then it's better probably that there be somebody who's cleaner than somebody who's dirty. So the trick then is I think if you're a more, you know, a dirtier comedian, so to speak, and you're really aggressive in the subject matter and the vocabulary that you use, then as a club owner, I hope that you sell enough tickets to crowd out, yeah, just the casual Karen and her twelve party kind of folks. disciples, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Like, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. But I've always, I, when people come to see me, mm-hmm. I try to elicit a feeling mm-hmm. of nostalgia, a feeling, right? Because after the show's over, when they're driving home, they're going to remember how you made them feel, yeah. and now what you made them say. That's mm-hmm. why I've never been jokey joke joke guy because people will laugh then and on the way home go, yeah, he was funny, and then the feeling stops there because yeah. you gave them nothing to latch on though. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my little. So you're trick. also selling your personality and that you're not just selling the jokes, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's what I, I mean. I, I'd do that. I think, right, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> that is right. Yeah, but look, but both of you guys, right, each in your own way, 
engage with the audience in a way that increases the likelihood that people say, you, you got to go see this guy that we saw last night, right? Right. And, it's, and they, they say it in a way that's an endorsement of the good time that they have with you. On the other hand, if somebody is purely on stage to shock, mm-hmm. right, then um, they're, they're doing something that I would argue, I don't want to say it's easier necessarily, but certainly it increases the likelihood that they'll be successful in inducing shock as opposed to inducing laughter. And so the likelihood is is that after that show, somebody goes and says, you would not believe what I heard last night, and it may not necessarily be an endorsement of it. Right. You know? So, John, to your point, there's the, a comedian who's based on fun and, and, and relatability and identification with the material that the comedian's presenting right. is very different than the comedian who gets on stage and says, I'm going to say something, and I'm going to sneak the laugh out of you before you can stop yourself. Right? right. It's the kind of thing where you go, oh, my goodness, I shouldn't have laughed at that. Right? It's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's, I think, part of, the, part of the distinction. But clearly there are people who are extraordinarily successful in both respects. Both yeah. Well, as a club owner, let me ask you this. In terms of clean comedy versus, you know, dirty comedy, I guess we're going to call it that. Um, you, I mean, part of your income is also uh, bar, bar sales, liquor, alcohol, food. Um, who sells more booze? <laughs> it's probably the dirty comic, right? I mean, actually, you know what it is? It's not. It's not necessarily clean or dirty, right? I would argue that that's a little more age-related, right? A comedian that draws a younger audience, mm-hmm. right, is more likely to do better in terms of alcohol sales than somebody who is an older audience. Well, let's say let's things. say me, because really the show show is built around me. <laughs> and I talk. I've talked a lot, even though I said I was going <laughs> right. to talk. Okay. So I'm so admitted, but example, I I do right? more vod. Like I'm my crowds are a little bit older and spend some cash. I probably sell more vodka and orange juice than I would Budweiser. Oh, I bet you I'm a Budweiser guy. Right, Jamie. So, you don't have okay. those numbers so in front of you. Let's accept <laughs> the, let's accept that as a as a reasonable hypothetical. Although, John, I I think in fairness. I, I am now nostalgic for the screwdriver that I had back at Panama City Beach. Uh, uh, so you're very good at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, right? Um, the, the, in each instance, if you've got a couple that's out and they're having a couple of cocktails and they know they got a babysitter at home, right. their consumption is going to be a little different than if it's a group of guys that are coming out because they came out to see, you know, somebody, whatever their comic is, of choice is. And you just wanted to laugh and then hit the bath salt a little bit later. Yeah, right, right, right. Right, 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 right. Jaeger shots and the, sure, sure. And the, and the whole deal. Well, Jamie, we got to wrap it up. Yeah, so we got to wrap All it up because right. we're getting a thing. But a couple things. Uh, Jamie, we'll have you on again so yeah. uh, uh, we can plug our dates. That'll be a way we can plug our Atlanta dates Absolutely. that we're having. Also, Absolutely. for those of you who um, care, Heffron. Eight dollars, reap four dollars. So wow. today, I only four? we swear not in vain, but we swear for our uh, swear jar for fund, our wounded warriors. Twelve dollars. Hey, here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do, boys. Okay. I will match. I will match. What not? What's already in the jar? But what you put in the jar between now and when John comes to town, I'll send him home with a check, and then I will match between John and John. 
when you come Ooh. later in the fall. And I realistically, like that. that's not us. We're not allowed to have Tourette's, so this is realistic. So 12 bucks. Well, well right. thank well, you, Well, thanks, Jamie. That's a big thing. All right, guys, that is our show. Um, we appreciate you. And if you haven't already, it if you go so up fast. to iTunes and hit subscribe, the cool thing about hitting subscribe is uh, you have all of our shows on there, and you can go back and check it out, and it helps us us. And if you get a chance, leave a comment and, and stuff like that, and we will see you guys uh, in one week. Uh, um, Rock on your life. Give us a call. <laughs> this, 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 this is the epicenter of audio frequency entertainment. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best. Efren and Reap. I love you, love you, love you. The Heffron. You're listening Andrew to the Show Network. Radio worth this. watching.